We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Jill. It is the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. That is how you get aboard here. We'll get back to all your phone calls. Should the Eagles be all in or think big picture this offseason? Sixer stuff from last night. Just a, a gross loss to the Miami Heat. And uh, we're going to get some rule change stuff, potential rule change stuff here across the NFL. But let's check in with Elliot Shortparks. He's live in Indianapolis at the Combine. Elliot, how you doing? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So, so far, Elliot, what has jumped out at you about the Combine so far? Yeah, so for me so far, and, uh, you know, it just kind of started today. The head coaches, the general managers, they're talking to the media. Nick and Howie are going to talk later. But just initially, uh, we've talked to a few head coaches, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, so some Eagles ties there. But not just them specifically. What stood out to me is, man, they coaches do not seem to like this this play the Eagles run where they, where they push Jalen. The, the, the tushy push. The tush push. Tush push, yeah, which is, you know, made for some interesting questions here at the uh, at the Combine. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, they just, you know, I don't know if they'll make the rule change this year, but I'm surprised. You know, I, I thought that the, the talk about it was maybe a little overrated. I couldn't imagine the league would actually make a change based off of that. But, you know, after hearing coaches talk today, and there's going to be more to talk later and, and tomorrow, so maybe – a fuller representation won't give me this impression, but my impression early on is I, I think that this Eagles won't be running that play next year. You know, it's funny because you bring that up because I, I saw a cut and I, and I didn't, I, I got to find it where Peter King was talking about it so strongly that he was talking about they bastardized. The, they bastardized the NFL yeah. when they did that. Yeah, before Elliot responds, here we can we could play it for you here, Elliot. This is uh, Peter King yesterday talking about uh, exactly what you you saying there. It's a dumb play. It always has been a dumb play. It shouldn't exist. Uh, and it's gotten bastardized the longer it stands. And look at how good the Eagles got at it. I don't blame the Eagles. You know what the Eagles are doing? They're taking advantage of a dumb rule. It isn't football, Mike. It's rugby. I, I, my, I mean, rugby is a fine sport. But I don't see rugby, uh, you know... I, I don't see rugby putting jet motions uh, in the game and putting RPOs in the game. I, you know, I mean, it's 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 a bastardization of the rules, and the NFL needs to outlaw it. Elliot, before you respond, my that first, was strong, man. Th- that th- was extremely strong. <laughs> now, you're, you're, I mean, I I hear you're saying other coaches obviously feel similarly, but this just feels like a major overreaction to a play the Eagles run maybe what twice a game and. They do it because they have a quarterback that could squat 600 pounds. Not like the whole league does this. Well, and also, the whole league could do it, number one. Look, I have a ton of respect for how Jalen runs the play of the offensive line. There's no doubt 
Eagles have some unique kind of personnel to do it. But let's not act like if you put any quarterback there on fourth and inches and you pushed him that he would get it. But what I don't understand is like it's basically just saying nobody can stop this play. Right? That's really what people are upset about. That it's it's hard to stop when you push them. So if there's other plays that are really hard to stop, are they going to outlaw those too? Like should the Eagles require those plays that they they allow touchdowns on in the Super Bowl? Should those be outlawed? Like at what point when it when an offense comes up with a play that is hard for an opposing defense to stop, or and and they're going to outlaw? Like if it just makes no sense to me, and also. I don't even think the Eagles have to do the pushing part to get it. Because to your point, Jalen is good at it. They do have a good offensive line. So it just seems silly to me. I don't get the outrage of it. I think it's a complete waste of time. If you think of all the different rules that they could change in this week, all the different issues they have, the fact that they're going to spend a considerable amount of time talking about quarterback sneaks on fourth and inches, it's it's a bad look for the league just in terms of how they use their time. And I just don't get it. There is, it's, it's, they're upset because they can't do it. And, and to your point, because Jalen can do it. But that's what it is. Because, like I said, I, much respect for Peter King, but that, to me, was a very, very strong take. <laughs> it was over very, the top. And I, well, and, I think it's, and I think it's very wrong. You know, and look, like, again, respect for Peter King. My guess is what he's saying is, is a representation of what he's hearing from people around the league. Because Definitely. Being, being here today, that's the sense I get, right? Like, I believe Pete Carroll, and I'm paraphrasing here, says something like he didn't know how close it was to a rugby play, so it sounds like, you know, the league is trying to maybe educate people on this play. It just is, it's a complete waste of time, in my opinion. It's a, <laughs> it's a simple play. And also, you would think, too, for a league that prioritizes offense, for a league that wants there to be points, that wants their offense to stay on the field, why would you make it harder to convert on fourth down, right? Because what it's really going to lead to is more punts, more defense. And so I just, yeah, uh, you know, the fact that we're at the combine with so much good happening in the league, free agency, the draft, so many great quarterbacks, the fact we're spending time talking about a play that, to Joe's point, happens maybe once or twice a game. It's just, it's silly. It's bizarre. It almost, the equivalent I would in baseball is like almost outlawing bunting. Like, all right, like, if you want to yeah. do that, it's like, cool. But that, that's not how teams win games, by bunting. Um, Elliot, I was about the coaching stuff. So we got the news this morning. It's going to be Brian Johnson on the offensive side, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone. But what's your thought on him? What's been your observation of him the last couple of years? Yeah, so I think Brian Johnson, the best kind of compliment you can give to the hire and the best indication of what a good hire it is, is that if he didn't get the job with the Eagles, he would have gotten it somewhere else. Another team was going, like, Brian Johnson was going to be an offensive coordinator this year calling plays. It's just a matter of whether it was going to be for another team or for the Eagles. And I think with the Eagles, he checks a lot of, you know, great boxes with, with the hire. A, he's been here. He knows the system. He knows the players. He knows the dynamics. He knows what Nick Sirianni likes. So in a year where there's going to be turnover on the coaching staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it is good to have some continuity. Then obviously his relationship with Jalen. They're very close. They've known each other for a long time. And that's important when you just talk about the day-to-day work, work life of being in that building. My only concern with it, and it, it would not be a concern where I wouldn't hire him. I, I still think it's a great hire. The only concern I would have is I felt that when we watched the Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2017 and you looked at how they went about hiring their coaches after that, there was not a lot of new voices from outside the building being brought in. So while I think Brian Johnson is the best hire they could have made and it's a hire I would have made, the only knock on it is I think the Eagles eventually are going to need some outside eyes coming in and looking at this offense, and Brian Johnson really doesn't provide that. You know, there's another rumor going around that that Sean Desai is going to be potentially about that, and if not, or, or if you have, what do you think about him as the hire? Yes, I think it's going to be uh, I was talking about him earlier today, uh, and he basically talked about him in the past tense, like the way he talked about him, talking about it was great to work with him, how much he added. Uh, he said he's a great football mind, but just the way he was speaking about him 
it didn't sound like he planned on working with Sean to sign next season. So, um, obviously, interviewed in Philly yesterday. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think he's going to end up being the guy. Now, if he's the right hire, that's an interesting question. I think that Denard Wilson has a pretty good case for the job. I think the players really wanted it to be Denard Wilson. So, Sean Desai, I think, checks a lot of boxes. He's an interesting hire, but I don't think he's the slam dunk hire that uh, Brian Johnson is on the offensive side of the ball. Elliot, you and I were discussing this morning kind of the, the outlook on the offseason and really the philosophy, right? Let's say it's, it's kind of scales, which side more they're going to lean on. I mean, really, depending on how they structure the Hurts deal, that they could wait, you know, they could do it, but not add it to his deal till after next year, keep him cheap for a year. What are you thinking this offseason is going to be about? I'm sure Howie will answer questions today and the next month about it, but do you think they're going to try to kind of do as much as they can to get back next year, or is it now about the big picture with Jalen Hurts about to get paid here? Yeah, so I, I heard you guys talking about it. I think it's a really interesting question, because if you look at 2017 and how they went in afterwards, how he's talked, I mean, you know, pretty openly, like maybe it wasn't the best idea to, to run it back. He felt he owed it to the team, but maybe it wasn't the best idea to bring those guys back. What I really think it comes down to is this. We can talk about spending all the money in the world on, the, on this side of the ball or, you know, whatever, right? Bottom line is, if Jalen Hurts is good and Nick Sirianni is good, then they're all in. Because if you have a head coach and you have a quarterback playing at a high level, you're going to compete. This is never going to be a team that's going to go into the year with $30, in, or sorry, $30 million in salary cap space. They're always going to spend pretty much right up to the limit. They're always going to be aggressive in the draft. So, like, in a way, the Eagles are always all in. The question is really just, if, is, is Jalen and Nick, are Jalen and Nick going to play and coach the level they did last year? If they do, then this team is going to be once again right there competing for the Super Bowl. If they don't, then it doesn't matter if they would have gone all in or all out or whatever. It always comes down to the quarterback and the head coach. And that's who it's going to be on next year. You know, I'm, I want to talk to Elliot Shore Parks, the fan of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And the question I want to ask you is this. Who do you think is going to be on this roster next year? You know, we got a lot of people leaving, but who do you think is going to be, the, the Eagles are going to extend the deal to, and who mm-hmm. you think is going to be on this roster next year? Yeah, so I, I think Brandon Graham is probably going to be back. I, I think that, you know, it's a mutually beneficial relationship for both. Like, the Eagles need Brandon Graham. He's still a very good pass rusher. He's still a very good player. He's very comfortable with the role that he's in. He plays an important role on the team, allowing them to sub their defensive ends in, uh, in and out. And I think as a locker room guy, he makes a ton of sense. But I also think that uh, bringing Brandon back – and it makes sense for the franchise. Like, they've let all-time greats leave before, right? And I think that you look at, like, the Brian Dawkins of the world. Like, I think that they know that there's mistakes that's been made there, and I don't think Brandon's going to get enough money where it's going to make a difference. But then for Brandon, I mean, let's be honest. Like, he does, you know, he does shows on WIP. He's in the Philadelphia community. I think playing his rest of his career here, keeping his roots in the city, really helps him set up for post-playing life in terms of what he might want to do. So I think Brandon should be back. I think he will be back. And, uh, yeah, I think he belongs back in an Eagles uniform. Elliot, let's end with this. Uh, take us through the week, how this is going to go out there. So it's going to be Howie and Sirianni talking today, and then I guess the, uh, the, the drills and all this stuff for the players that starts Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, so today's the Big Eagles day, right? Howie and Nick are going to talk. Um, so we'll get a lot of news out of that. Then at that point, it turns into much more about the drafts and the on-field workouts. You'll see players start to talk tomorrow. I believe the defensive linemen are first, and then they'll work out first. And I think it goes until maybe next Monday or Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first few days here are very much a free agency event. It's about the agents. It's about the GM meeting, talking, figuring out who's going to get paid what, who's going to be available. And then it shifts into the, uh, the, the draft part. So the Eagles will be meeting with players. They get, I believe, 30 one-on-one exclusive uh, 
meetings with players here, and then there's also like informal and formal. So there's a bunch of different ways. But the bottom line is the draft process, while it's been going on for a while, the personal part of it, meeting guys, Nick, you know, playing pop a shot with guys, playing rock, paper, scissors, shoot, like those type of things will start to happen over the next week as they start to get to know the players more and add it up with what they've seen on the tape. I lied. One last thing. Do you think Carson Wentz plays again in the NFL? Yes, I think he will. Now, my advice to him would be don't. My advice would be retire, take your money, go do whatever you like to do, and don't try to to go back and do it. Uh, He's had injuries. He's still young enough where I think, you know, if he comes back and God forbid he's hurt again, you know, then you really start to talk about long-term implications. But I think he'll give it another shot. I think a team will give him another shot. He might not be a starter, but my guess is we see Carson in another uniform at some point with another team. Maybe he won't make the roster. But. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.